0: Hey Cam. Yes, Alex. Cam, we are we are mere hours away from the opening of the 2022 Atlanta Braves postseason. Are you ready?
1: Oh, doctor, you know, uh, I, yeah. I mean, you know, this this time of year can be can be awful, nerve wracking. But I, I, as ready as I'm going to be, I suppose. All right. Well, for anyone out there who might not be ready.
0: I know just the trick. All right, Cam, bear with me here. What do you call 40 millionaires around the TV watching the World Series? What? The Philadelphia Phillies. Why did the post office recall their latest stamps? Why? They had pictures of Phillies players on them. People couldn't figure out which side to spit on. What's the difference between a Phillies fan and a pothole? (laughs) What? I would swerve to avoid the pothole. What's the difference between a Phillies fan and a baby? Oh, God. What? The baby will stop whining after a while. Cam, if you've got a car containing a Phillies shortstop, a Phillies catcher, and a Phillies outfielder, who's driving the car? Who? The cop. Cam, what do Phillies fans use for birth control? What? Their personalities. Let's start the show. Fuck them.
1: Stansby throws to first base. Is this happening? It is! The Atlanta Braves are world champions!
0: Welcome to the Chatting Average Podcast, presented by SportsGrate. Here are your hosts, Pam Matthews and Alex Butler. Now you're all in big, big drums. Welcome to your friendly neighborhood Atlanta Braves podcast. Welcome to Chatting Average. I am your host Alex, joined as always by Mister Cam Matthews, Cam Ron, How are you doing today?
1: What shaking bacon?
0: Oh, I need some bacon to be shaken, Cam. We are uh, we were recording earlier than I'm I'm used to. I can tell. <laughs> so guys, you are you are uh, in store for possibly the freshest episode of the chatting average podcast we've ever put out. We are recording this uh, on Tuesday morning at 8 a.m, shortly before the NLDS starts between the Braves and the Phillies. Uh, we had some technical difficulties, recorded the show last night, and it disappeared, just up and vanished. So, so here we are for you, making sure that you have an episode to get you ready for the postseason.
1: Yeah, Cam, I'm that's, excited. That's are how much. Excited? That's how much we love you, fans.
0: <laughs> we we love you guys, and it is taking everything I've got to get this much energy out of me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um but yes we have obviously a ton of baseball news to get to had the wild card round last week and and I I've got to say it was easily my favorite wild card round we have ever seen.
1: Oh for sure you know the the three game uh, three game playoff for that round really lived up to expectations because you know one, one, one game was always fun and you know seemed dire and, and everything but you know baseball was built around series so I'll, I think a lot of us were glad to see that finally come to fruition it, exactly yeah
0: and and to your point like there was a lot of excitement around the one game playoff but it, it's not it's not baseball baseball is always a series always So going to a three game was was a phenomenal change, in my opinion, and and it worked itself out really well. And I don't think there was there was any doubt that the better team won each of them. So so in my mind, mission accomplished Major League Baseball.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I would have loved to have seen a few more go to three games on Sunday, but nonetheless, it was still a fun round.
0: Yeah, so so we started with the Tampa Bay Rays at the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, a really low-scoring matchup featured a ton of great pitching. Uh, Guardians ended up taking game one, two-to-one from the Rays on the back of a two-run Jose Ramirez home run. But it was game two that was really the exciting part of this series. Uh, If you remember back to the 2020 postseason and Braves Reds game one, that game went into extras scoreless and, and ended up, uh, I believe Freddie Freeman walked it off in either the 12th or the 13th inning. Well, this one did him one better. This one went into the 15th inning, 15th inning scoreless.
1: Yeah, just... Pure insanity. Um, I was out and about Saturday with the Miz's celebrating our anniversary. And one of the stops that we made had TVs out on, a, out on a patio. And so I stepped out there and I saw them coming back from commercial. And I said, oh, hey, baseball's on. Then I saw they were in the 12th inning. And I was like, my God, what happened? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of pitching happened. Obviously, not a lot of hitting happened uh, in 15 innings. There were a grand total of 11 hits in the entire game. Uh, But the only one that mattered was Oscar Gonzalez home run to center field to walk it off in the bottom of the 15th inning and send the Cleveland Guardians to an NLDS series with the New York Yankees.
1: Uh, Tricky matchup for the Yankees, I feel like. Um, Cleveland is just on a really good run right now. Um, I think, you know, I think the Yankees will still be heavily favored in this one, but I think Cleveland could give him some fits. Cleveland's got a
0: lot more pitching than I gave them credit for.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Uh they really do and, and and Manuel Classe, their uh their their closer is is just obscene. He's uh he he's he's damn near unhittable. So if they can get to late innings with a lead in any of these games, I think they have to feel pretty good
1: about that. Oh yeah, ab- absolutely.
0: So from there, we move to Toronto. Toronto Blue Jays were hosting the Seattle Mariners for Seattle's very first postseason appearance in 21 years. Game one saw the Mariners get out to an early lead and hold it on the back of a phenomenal start from Luis Castillo, a guy who we all really wanted to be a brave uh, at the trade deadline. Really shows why a team like the Mariners would give up so much to get them. Goes out and uh, pitches into the eighth inning and uh, and doesn't allow a single run. Mariners win four to nothing in their, in their first postseason game in a long, long time.
1: Very exciting. Very exciting. Happy to see them back and, you know, taking game one. That's huge to see. Massive, massive. And so we go to game two
0: and the blue jays are, are at home their crowds going crazy the blue jays race out to an 8 to 1 lead 8 to 1 and then it all goes south the mariners have a couple of four run innings Tie the game up going into the ninth, end up taking the lead 10 to 9 and hanging on the Mariners, snatch one from the Blue Jays and take the series two games to nothing, setting up a date with division rival Houston Astros in the
1: division series. So as fun as it is to see Seattle back in the postseason. It feels like they're running headfirst into a wood chipper here, but it really does. But it is going to be fun and exciting to see playoff baseball in Seattle once more inside Safeco Field or T-Mobile Park or whatever you want to call it now. I mean, it absolutely is.
0: Those those fans deserve it. They're going to they're going to go crazy. So I, I'll, I'll definitely be tuning in for any of those Mariners Astros games I can. But really, here I, you just you just want to see the Mariners put up a fight.
1: Yeah, absolutely you do. Um, And, and, you know, they're they're, the Mariners are just a likable team, you know, from from start to finish. I think, you know, they got a cool color scheme. They've got cool uniforms. They have very likable players. They play in a very, you know, non-traditional kind of baseball city. I I think there's just like an aura around a team like that, that, you know, it's going to be fun to see them playing in October again. They're the there's they're the Savannah Bananas of Major League Baseball. (laughs) Yeah, that that's a that's a that's a good comparison.
0: <laughs> All right, so that takes care of the AL. We are down to Guardians Yankees and Mariners Astros. So going into the National League, we had a couple of teams from crappy cities uh with garbage teams, Phillies and the St. Louis Cardinals. Have a series in St. Louis. Phillies come out down three to two in the ninth inning. Uh, sorry. Down, uh, down three to one in the ninth inning. Uh, the Phillies go and score six in the ninth.
1: It, it was it was two nothing going sorry, into the ninth. It was, it was but two sa- n- same sentiment. They were down two runs, in which the uh, the Cardinals had been undefeated this season went up by two or more runs after the eighth. It's eight in the morning. Early in the morning. <laughs>
0: so anyway the, the the cardinals take a two to nothing lead into the ninth inning and the and absolutely blow it ryan helsley just gets blown up the phillies tack on six in the ninth the cardinals even score a run in the bottom of the ninth but it isn't nearly enough the phillies take game one six
1: to three over the cardinals yeah so you know as much as I hate to see good things happen for the Phillies, it was kinda nice to see reverse devil magic finally happen to the Cardinals.
0: Yeah, I mean this was this was a a, a meteor game. This was one where where if if a meteor had hit the stadium, I think that was the 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 preferred outcome in Atlanta. But yeah. uh it's either one it's it's fun to see either one of these teams lose, quite frankly. Oh, absolutely it is. Um, uh, so we get into game two of the series. Uh, we have got Aaron Nola on the Hill for the, uh, for the Phillies and Miles Michael is going for the Cardinals. Cardinals just could not get any offense going against Aaron Nola. He goes out and pitches into the seventh, striking out six, not allowing a single earned run. And that would be enough because Bryce Harper tacked on a homer in the second inning and Kyle Schwarber hits a sack fly to give them their second run of the game in the fifth. And that holds up. The Phillies win two to nothing and take the series from St. Louis, setting up Phillies Braves in the DS. Going to be interesting. Interesting. I can't wait. I mean, this is, you, you know, there's going to be excitement in this series. There's going to be weirdness in this series. As poorly as the Phillies play defense, uh, you know, there are going to be some wacky plays at some point. So it, it'll be, it'll be fun to watch and, uh, and, and very few teams I, I would like for the Braves to take out quite as much as the Phillies.
1: It it will make the the pie just that much sweeter if it works out. Oh, absolutely. Uh absolutely. And speaking
0: of sweet pot, I, I couldn't come up. I couldn't come up with a segue there. So.
1: That, that, that's fine. It works.
0: <laughs> Padres Mets. The final DS series and the only one to go to a third game. Padres came out and boat raced the Mets in game one. Hit four home runs off of Max Scherzer. I I, I don't think anyone expected to see Max come out and get shelled in game one the way he did
1: no and it's 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 interesting because situations like this are where guys like Max Scherzer thrive like yeah sure he's getting older there's a lot of miles on that arm but you know you, you turn to a guy like him in a situation like this and you always expect you know solid performance and man this was this was not that Not at all.
0: Not at all. But it was, I mean, as a Braves fan, it was fun to see. So the Padres take game one, seven to one from the Mets, uh, putting the Mets down to possibly their last game of the season. So they come back on Saturday for game two with Jacob deGrom on the mound up against Blake Snell. Blake Snell struggled. Not his best postseason outing. He only got through three and a third innings, uh, allowed two earned runs. The real kicker was he walked six batters. You just can't get away with that in the postseason. Yeah. Jacob deGrom did his thing, did allow a home run though, uh, went six innings, allowing two earned runs, struck out eight, but walked two. Uh, so uh, a good outing for deGrom, not a great outing, but it would be enough because the the Mets offense did get going in this game. Francisco Lindor hit a homer in the first, Pete Alonzo hit a homer in the in the fifth. And as you would expect, the Mets Mets uh, add on some ticky-tack runs in the seventh, end up winning the game seven to three, and forcing a winner-take-all elimination game against the Padres.
1: So I was finally happy to see a a series going to three games. That's nice.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I had a feeling like I had a feeling nobody was going into into New York and sweeping them in the wild card series. That's that's really the only way things could have gotten worse for the Mets. Um, But that takes us into Sunday. Sunday, we have game three, the only game on the slate that day. Joe Musgrove was going for the Padres against Chris Bassett for the Mets, and Joe Musgrove had the outing of his life. Joe Musgrove became the first pitcher in Major League history to one-hit his opponent in an elimination game. It sounds like something someone should have done before, but apparently not. Joe Musgrove goes seven innings, allowing one hit, one walk, and five strikeouts. An absolute master class. All while Mr. Buck Showalter was trying to force his way into his head late in the game.
1: So let, let's, let's talk about Buck Showalter for, for just a moment, shall Good old we?
0: old Buck. old, Good old, old Bucky.
1: Oh, book show, Walter. Walked into a clubhouse and was given keys to a Lamborghini, right? Oh, bucko. So, we have seen in the past pitchers get caught in a game cheating, right? Like, you know, most notably of of recent years, you think of Michael Pineda a few years ago with uh, two pounds of pine tar sitting on the side of his neck and getting caught, right? I, I recall,
0: yes. Yes,
1: yes, yes. So... It has been done before where an opposing manager has made umpires aware of, hey, you should take a look at this guy. Heck, even a couple years ago in a college World Series game, we saw it happen where a pitcher's glove was inspected, and guess what? Nothing was there. But when your team is getting shut out, you are down four to nothing at the time. You have one hit on the evening. And you accuse of the opposing pitcher who, mind you, has already had a no-hitter this year and a dang good season. You accuse him of using foreign substances. You had damn better be right in 100%. your accusation. I just it it man, it just came across as so cheap. It just came across as so petty and cheap and desperate. And
0: the whole broadcast just chalked it up to, uh, to, 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 to gamesmanship. Um, that was beyond gamesmanship.
1: Yeah, no, that is, that is just, it's grasping at straws at that point. It's, and it's sad. It's, it's
0: pathetic. It really is.
1: It was at that point that I knew they were losing that game, that I, I had no doubt in my mind that you are not coming back from that not a chance, not a chance. Anyway, that, that's, that's my piece. Uh,
0: And, and I, I think pretty much everybody, even national media shares your sentiment there. I I was, I was shocked to wake up this morning and, and see pretty much every outlet around the country saying what, what a, what a just classless thing it was that, that Buck did.
1: Yeah, it, it, it truly was, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's it's a spit in the face, really, um, to the just the performance that that was being put on on the field.
0: It it, it was, but I, honestly, what what do you expect from the Mets? Have have the Mets ever figured out a way to go down without going down in a complete blaze of
1: glory? Well, I mean, it's not only that, but then the city field crowd, a non sellout crowd, by the way, starts chanting "cheater." It's just—I it, don't know. It—it it, it came across as just little dick energy. It, 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 it like, <laughs> at, at the end of the day, that's just—that's just what it exuded, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> could could not have said
0: it better myself. So, so the so the. Lose country... So the Padres end up winning Game Three of the series six to nothing, take out the 101 win New York Mets, and move on to face the division rival Los Angeles Dodgers in the National League Division Series.
1: It'll be fun, and I like that both uh, both National League Division Divisional Series are division rivals. Yeah,
0: three out three out of the four of them are.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, fun stuff.
0: Love it. Love it. So, it, I, I mean, w- once again, like, I know this is just the easy pick, but Cam, do, do we or do we not see the same Final Four as last year? That being the Astros and the Yankees and the Braves and the Dodgers. Are we getting Braves-Dodgers round three in the NLCS?
1: I think, yeah, I think, I think it's a safe bet. I think on paper that's what you have to assume is gonna is gonna happen. But I think too, and this isn't just trying to play like the humble fan game or anything like that. I I genuinely believe if there is a division series where an upset could be had, it's ours.
0: I feel good about a Braves Phillies series. Um I I, I do because the, the Phillies, as we've talked about many times this season, have have glaring weaknesses that yeah. that can be exploited. Um, I think if the Mets had faced the Phillies in the wild card uh instead of the Padres, then you might have seen the Phillies pull that out. Or, or sorry, the Mets pull that out because the Phillies are the t- type of team that you can small ball to death because they can't play a lick of defense. Right. Right. I I I like I I feel like the Braves get gifted two or three runs in this series just from bad defense. They could
1: uh I don't know. I uh... I feel more nervous about this divisional series than I did about last year's. Well, anyway, that
0: is it for chatting. (laughs) You you just put my mind in the spin cycle. It's like, that's a, that's a tough call. I don't know. I don't know if I can say that.
1: Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. I just, (sighs) and I think, I think here's what it goes back to, Right. Over the past week, we have seen numerous uh, numerous media people and outlets and everything, you know, make their World Series predictions. And quite a few are picking the Braves to go back to back. And suddenly getting this huge recognition, you know, and this adornment from the national media is just, I think it's something that we as fans are not used to. And so then I almost think it's easy to then trick your mind into thinking, oh no, something's going to go wrong here. Like they 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 expect us to win now. Like something we won when they didn't expect us to win. How is this supposed to work when they now do expect us to win? I think that's just part of it. Like I think it's just the typical nerves that come with postseason baseball that has me, to an extent, concerned that you know this is a tricky series for us because. Yes, we know them incredibly well, but they also know us incredibly well.
0: You're right. You're right. But uh, at the end of the day, I mean, for this for this to be considered a successful season, I, I think you at least have to get through the
1: through the Phillies. Oh no, I agree. If you don't I, get through I, I the Phillies agree. this
0: this year, was probably a failure.
1: I I agree wholeheartedly. I do. And I think, you know, I think, I think we absolutely can and will get through them. I just, I'm throwing the caveat out there that uh, this, this could be tricky. So for game
0: one, we're looking at, at Max Freed against Aaron Nola. Uh, Aaron Nola, obviously coming off a fantastic start against the Cardinals. Um, but he's a guy that the Braves have been able to hit. On a somewhat regular basis.
1: And he's also going to be on short rest, too, which is interesting.
0: But, on the flip side, it's a day game. Oh, God, our toughest opponent yet. There is there is nobody that has given the Braves fits this year quite like the Sun.
1: <laughs> yeah um so so are we just are we just a team of vampires is that is that what it is
0: it must be the case and 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 i I think that major league baseball is colluding against the atlanta vampires in in giving them back-to-back day games to start the division series investigate manfred
1: well let's be realistic here were we gonna get a later time slot no. no, no, you're in a division
0: series that also features the Dodgers and the Yankees at, at no point in time. Where- well,
1: and, I, I think I exclude the Dodgers from that simply because they're a West Coast team. So they're going to be in a more West Coast friendly time slot. So then you're going up against the Yankees as far as East Coast divisional series go. It-
0: you're not winning that battle
1: you're you're not winning that battle sorry it it is what it is and I you know and, and i get being upset that the defending world champions are playing at one o'clock on a tuesday i get that but unless unless the east coast divisional series was like toronto in baltimore or something like that you're not you're not getting ahead of the yankees in, in the ratings column
0: no, no, not, not at all. Not even close. But we've, so for game two, we're going to have Kyle Wright. Uh, I I'm, I'm sorry. I totally misspoke on game one. Uh, it's going to be Max Freed against Ranger Suarez.
1: Okay. That makes more sense. I was really wondering how they were going to go with Aaron Nola after he pitched Saturday. No,
0: but it is going to be Aaron Nola in game two. Uh, so it's That's, gonna... that's still
1: short rest.
0: It's, yeah, it's going to be uh, Kyle Wright and Aaron Nola in game two. Um, and we don't have an announced starter beyond that for the Braves.
1: So, <clears throat> I, Alex, I, I, I must ask you a question. Do you think Spencer Strider will be ready for Friday?
0: <laughs> I do. Uh, just because I kind of have to. But (laughs) I I was a little surprised not to see the uh, the the NLDS roster come out today, Um, really saving that for the last minute, I guess, to get one more look at these guys in the morning. Um, But, yeah, everyone keep your eyes peeled uh, first thing on on Tuesday morning to see the the release of the NLDS roster. That'll probably answer a lot of our questions.
1: Well, there was also some big news on Strider today, so we still got our fill of news.
0: Absolutely, we woke up this morning, and Alex Anthopoulos did it again, guys. He—I have never seen anything like this in in all my days as a sports fan. Alex Anthopoulos locks up Spencer Strider on a six-year, $75 million extension with team options that would take the deal through 2028, or sorry, through 2029.
1: Yeah, this rules. I mean, I, I think... This
0: is so good.
1: I think of all of the young talent contracts Anthopoulos has given, this might be the riskiest just because pitchers are inherently risky. Yep. but even still, i mean you you just talk about a young core that is locked up it, it it's just insane to me
0: it, it's it it's really crazy i I mean, yes, he's risky, but at the same time, you know if he breaks down and we have to scrap a season for him healing, we could lessen his load and put him in the bullpen and he would fit like a glove right so so now let me rattle off the updated list of the Braves core and when they're locked up until we have Kyle Wright until 2026, William Contreras and Ozzy Albies until 2027 Vaughn Grissom and Ronald DeCunha jr. Until 2028 Spencer Strider until 29 Matt Olson until 30 Michael Harris until 32 and Austin Riley through 20, uh, sorry, 2033. We're going to be very good for a very long time, you guys. Even if a few of these contracts don't work out, uh, I I think they were fairly safe.
1: Yeah, I am uh, am very excited. Because, you know, again, I've said it. I think I said it last week. Whatever comes of this season, you know, whatever. But, you know, this isn't this isn't a flash in the pan kind of thing this is this is setting up a team for sustained success for many years to come and that's exciting
0: it it really is it 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 it's it's a really exciting time to be a Braves fan and i mean even more so because we're playing the uh we're playing the phillies in the division series so you know this is going to be a fun one you guys And you also know that today's episode of Chatting Average is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink's a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection between sports and not sports. They're helping us grow and they're hating your favorite team. Go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. That's spelled like Sports Drink just without the vowels. All we ask is is that you close the door behind you. There are only a couple weeks left in the postseason, and we need to keep that precious funk. Cam? Yes? Don't touch my funk. Funk them! (laughs) And, And Cam, how about just one time for the people, what is it we always say about the Phillies?
1: oh oh the thing we always say about the phillies is simply this alex
0: fuck Fuck (laughs) them there it is all right guys well that is gonna do it for this episode so for cam matthews i'm alex we'll see y'all next week on another brand new episode of the chatting average podcast bye This has been the chatting average podcast brought to you by sports drink be sure to check out our merchandise store at teespring.com slash stores slash chatting average podcast and please consider becoming a patron of our show at patreon.com slash chatting average we'll see you next week for another brand new episode